Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and I am the pastor of Calvary Church here in Aurora, Colorado. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and that is to get on the air, that's how the show works, and then you can text me at 720-336-0897, and that's a dedicated line for texting if you're in a, uh, in a, in a um, safe place to do that. Um, I know yesterday uh, you were tuned in and you heard a an encore presentation. Uh, today we are live. I had a, a pretty serious emergency to tend to, uh, and I took off right before the show. And our producer Kevin was able to load in a an encore. Uh, but today we are live. Now, of course, this might be playing someday in the future uh, as an encore, but I'm doing it live now. So if you're listening today. Uh, I'll just date it. Thursday, August 1st, we are alive. So give me a call, 303 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. And we're going to wait for the lines to fill up. And let's talk about what's going on. Here's something I want to talk about while we're waiting. Uh, I want to talk about or at least broach the subject of depression. Uh, depression. Depression that leads to hopelessness, that leads to suicide. Because the number of people battling depression that leads to suicide is increasing uh, daily. And we, we need to talk about it. We need to get it out in the light. And before I even say anything about depression, uh, I want to address anyone listening to me right now that might be having suicidal thoughts. Would you please talk to somebody? And I don't necessarily mean go to a therapist or a counselor, although you may find that talking to a pastor, a therapist, a counselor may help, but just talk to somebody and get those thoughts out of your head. Uh, talk about the, the pain that you're feeling. Talk about the hopelessness that you have. Talk about the, and preferably with a Christian, but it doesn't need to be, it just needs to be somebody you trust that can talk out. Like, the reason I say talk to a Christian is because you know the kind of counsel, the kind of direction you're going to get is going to be pointing you to the God who loves you and sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you. It, it won't just be a bunch of empty words like, oh, things are going to be better. Things are going to be, not, not just empty words, like things are going to be better because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's just the way it is. And it's true. 
having been in some deep, dark pits myself, after the death of my son six years ago, uh, things did get better. Uh, They did get better. Uh, I didn't spiral out of control to the point of suicide or even to suicidal thoughts, although I probably was pretty close. Maybe God knows how how close I was more than I do. But I mean, there were some dark days, I'll tell you that. And and talking about them, even if you talk to God about them, God is a person. He is real. He is alive. And in your prayer life, just expressing yourself. Do you know all throughout the Bible, people talk to God about about their lives and the conditions of their lives? You know, like um, uh, once one psalm, and I see the lines are lighting up, so, so hang in there while I share a little bit on this. Um, but I remember in David... Um, David was, um, he was writing in the Psalms in Psalm 43 and he said, uh, maybe you remember this, uh, but you got to be like super deep down in order to say this. He says, Psalm 43 verse five, why are you cast down? O my soul, why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God for I shall yet praise him, uh, the help of my countenance. Um, in the New Living, I like what it says. Why are you, why am I so discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God and praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Um, I, I just feel a burden to speak to you today that are depressed, that are discouraged, that are f- having feelings of hopelessness. Um, I'm not here to diagnose you. I don't have those credentials. I'm not here... Uh, to to like diagnose the whole thing, but I am here to validate that you're feeling bad. I am here to affirm that you're in a bad spot. And I'm also here to affirm that it gets better. And hear me, please don't make a permanent decision on these temporary feelings. Now you you might say, Ed, and they're not temporary. They're not temporary. I know that doesn't feel that way and you feel like you're never going to get out of it. But having been through the valley of the shadow of death, literally facing the death of my son and all the difficult drama that surrounded my son being in a coma and then, and just, just all the junk, it was just bad. I don't know any way. I mean, I I could, I could probably describe it for you, but it's just best. I not just say it, it was bad how we were treated. It was bad. And it led to some really difficult days. And God is faithful. And I cried out many times, why am I so discouraged? And talking things out really helps to get an equilibrium so that you can be open to the, the comfort. And, and, and you, you know, the solution is that you never be discouraged again. I hope you know that. I hope you know that you may live with discouragement, but it won't be so dark and it won't be so deep. But like the solution isn't necessarily that you'll never be discouraged again. It isn't necessarily that you'll never be sad again. Those are emotions that God gave to us. What's, what the problem is, is they get out of control. We get in a circular depth of, you know, just thinking about ourselves and thinking about the situation. There's no way out, but there is a way out. This world is not all there is. And whether it's a financial issue or it's a marriage issue or it is a job issue 
or it's dissatisfaction or there's an anger in the family or it's a, literally a loss of a loved one or I know I have a family in our church that experienced an unsolved murder in their family and it breaks my heart every time I think about it. They, they not only lost their loved one, but, but he was murdered and they don't know who did it. Like that's just bone, that's just soul crushing. And yet I watch them and I see them, they're still standing, they're still worshiping God and they're still sad. So here's what I want to do before I take the first call. I want to tell you, if you want more information on depression, and I'm starting to gather more information on mental health uh, ministry, because I think that it's time. As I was talking to one of our pastors today, I'm, I'm praying for the right resources to start a mental health ministry, to really acknowledge it, uh, to speak to it, and to speak life and hope into it. So you can pray for me about that. Um, I don't want to. I, I I want to prevent as many suicides and depressions that we can because it's possible. And so we're praying about that. Pray for pray with me, would you? Uh, you know, ministries start in our church um, as the Holy Spirit leads, not just because there's a need, but this one's both. It's the Holy Spirit's leading and there's a need. I mean, we got kids as low as young as eight or nine talking about suicide. We got to do something. I'm just praying that the Lord will give us wisdom. So here's the deal. If you want information, email me and I'll send you some resources, some links. You could buy some resources on this topic of depression, specifically books that really help me. So my email address is ed at edtaylor.org. There you go to my website, edtaylor.org, and email me through there too. But it's a new website and do not use .com. Don't use .com. It has to be .org, O-R-G, ed at edtaylor.org. Line one is Tyler calling up from Broomfield. Tyler, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. What's up, man? So I just wanted to maybe just get a prayer from you. Um, okay. I'm thinking about joining the military, and I've been married for about two years now. And, you know, it's a big decision, and... I keep going back and forth, but I can't help but think that it's definitely something that God put on my heart. And I always thought that if it wasn't meant to be, the doors would close. And the more I pursue it, the more it seems like doors are opening. Well, let's pray. Okay. Thank you. Father, I pray for my brother as he uh, considers this new opportunity uh, to join the Navy and be a part of standing in the gap to protect his, uh, protect our freedoms, uh, standing in the gap to uh, provide for the needs of his family. Um, you know all the reasons that you've laid this on his heart. So I just pray, God, that you would encourage him and strengthen him. I pray, Lord, that you would help him as you grow uh, his faith and that you would just give him a confirmation of what you want to do in his life, how you want to uh, use him and give him the peace to take a step of faith and be used in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, you're in a place right now, which is a really good place, but you're in a good, in a place where it's a step of faith either way. And if you take a step to go to the Navy, it's a step of faith. If you decide to stay, it's a step of faith. And though that's always a good sign. That either way, you're gonna. Re- it's gonna require trusting God with the condition of your life. 
I'm trying to carry that. I just haven't had the best prayer life in the last year or so, and I'm trying to get to a point to where maybe I can be a light of some sort. I'm a little older than most of the recruits that go into the Navy, that go into the military, and yes. I've got a little bit of experience. I'd like to use that and then be utilized to be able to serve. I want my wife to be comforted and have strength that, you know, we can get through anything. I, you know, I want to pursue this in a, in a godly manner and yes. try to maintain the faith as, as I'm there. And uh, I just haven't, to be honest, really prayed about the decision as much as I should. And the door is getting to the point where it's like either walk through it or close it. Well, let's start there. Let's really start there. That's that. So as you're processing our prayer request and the conversation God is showing you, go, let's start to get in praying not only individually, but praying with your wife. Let's start there and see where God leads. Okay. Well, I appreciate you doing that for me. I really do. All right. Well, let, call us back and let us know what happens. Absolutely. All right, man. God bless you. You too. Thanks, Master. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Wide open lines, except one just called. So let's go to line two. Rudy in Denver, Colorado. Rudy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. I'm asking for prayer today for my mother. She's, okay. Uh, she's 11 years sober. She first found out she had cirrhosis. The doctor yes. told her to quit drinking, and she did. Good. You know, she... Uh, she wants to live, and she's a whole different person. I love her, even though, you know, the woman she was when she drank and her, you know, raising me and my sisters. But I love yes. her. I love her. I honor my mother, and I love her that she's alive. But she's going through so much with just the mm. side effects of the cirrhosis, waiting for this liver, and she's been speaking on not wanting to live. You know, I don't think she'll go to that route or that extent. Those are just words of her pain she's going through, and I yes. pray with her, and you know, every time I go visit her on the daily, make sure she's taking her medication. She's not happy. I just ask that, you know, ask for a prayer for her. More prayers let's are pray for better than less. All right, let's do that. Father, I ask you to pray. I, I'm asking you to encourage my sister, Lord, that has a lot going on in her mind. And uh, even as she, even as she expresses her unhappiness and her frustrations and looking at the condition of her life and where she's at. And I'm sure, God, that alcohol covered that for a long time and took away those emotions. And now that she's feeling them, like really feeling them, they're hard and they're difficult. But you're the God that comforts. You describe yourself, God, as the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. You're, you're the God who heals. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're the God who has promised never to leave or forsake us. And so I pray for Rudy's mom. I lift her up to you today, Lord, that even the visits with her son would be encouraging, that you would get her into a time of fellowship with other women, <clears throat> that they can encourage one another, that they can strengthen one another, that, you know, your word says that a threefold cord is not easily broken, and just connecting with other women together with you, Lord, would establish her, to bring her to that place where she now contributes and I just pray you'd open doors for her to contribute with her gifts and talents to serve others and to get outside of herself. Lord, to get outside of herself. I pray for that in your name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless. All right, bro. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, we have open lines, and uh, we usually do on Thursdays, so give me a call, and let's talk about what's on your mind. Uh, we talked a little bit in the beginning of the show uh, about depression, and if you email me, uh, you can send me an email at uh, ed at edtaylor.org, ed at edtaylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, dot org. Uh, you can also go to my website, and maybe maybe I'll do a blog post on some of my popular book recommendations. Um, you know, I've, I'm full of ideas, but not time. <laughs> so, but I can send you the list. Um, but maybe next time I could just say go to the website, but I haven't done that yet. And there's, there's two books in particular that really bless me. One was entitled Depression, just that word, written from a godly woman uh, who was uh, a student of Elizabeth Elliot. And another was a book called, I think he also, uh, I think that the title was also Depression. And let me just see real quick. Uh, go to my, yeah, both of them have that title. Um, another one is My Name is Hope. Um, you know, there's, I mean, I read a lot. Um, I read a lot to learn a lot through the grieving process, through the pain process. And so I read a lot of junk uh, that the title seems good, but the book was junk. So the ones I'm recommending to you are not junk. These are gold. You know, I would have never known they existed had I not gone through the fire. Um, I, I would have never known that they existed had I not experienced things myself. So, uh, you know, and I, I'm here to let you know that even with ongoing drama around your life, things that you don't control, uh, things that are just bizarre, and why would they say that? Why would they do that? Why? Why? God can still use you. Like, he is not limited by, uh, you know, like our battle's not against flesh and blood. And, and people attacking you and criticizing you or whatever doesn't limit you. Even your own depression, uh, God can deliver you. And he can cut the edge off of that. And he can turn even depression to um, discouragement. And he can turn discouragement to sadness. And he can turn sadness just to feeling bad for a little while. Like he can do a work if you turn to him. And these books have some great tools that are available um, just to, to give you a perspective. Like one of the things I learned was, you know, we need to identify the kind of depression we're dealing with. Is it physiological or is it situational? Like mine was 100% situational. Um, it was triggered by the loss of my son. Um, and it was exacerbated by the dramatic sinful actions of others. Uh, and, you know, you got to deal with that stuff. And if you don't deal with it right, you can kind of get inward. And being inward, anyone will tell you, uh, you're the. That's the last thing you need is to get inward. Uh, you need to get upward. Amen. We need to get upward because God is ready to deliver. So email me ed at edtaylor.org. I'll I'll respond right back with some links, and I would love to help you in this. And like I said, we're praying about. I started praying today about starting a mental health ministry, dealing with uh, suicide, suicidal thoughts, depression. Those two things. We're just seeing too much of it. And uh, it's sad, um, and you know we're not we're not we're not the solution. God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit's a solution, but but we can help. 
303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. Dwayne is calling from Fort Lupton. Hey, Dwayne, welcome to the program. Dwayne, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can. You're on there. Hi. Um, I heard your message a couple of weeks ago on the gift of mercy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got it. I responded to you by email. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It was I... a, it was quite a while back, but um, okay. I got I got really frustrated and kind of upset about it because I may be gifted with mercy, but from what I, from what I remember growing up as a child being compassionate and being basically the target of a lot of bully and abuse growing yes. up, and I thought, well, you know, Lord, you gifted me with this. Okay, now what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to deal with these things? And it was really kind of frustrating. Um, yes. Maybe I didn't hear the complete message that you had, but uh, I still kind of struggle, I guess, with it. And because I, I try to be show mercy and show compassion. And, yes. and a lot of the, a lot of folks just, take the opportunity to really manipulate and maneuver you into places where you really don't want to be. Um, uh, well, well, let's talk a little bit about that, and then we're probably going to be coming up on a break, so we may just carry it over to the other side. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. So, so let me let me first say I'm sorry um, that that you face these things. It's not an easy... It's not an easy life to be manipulated, to be taken advantage of, to be hurt, to be bullied. Um, it it hurts, and and that's you know especially within the body of Christ, and especially from people that say they're believers. So I just want to acknowledge that for you because it's not right. But at the same time, we all face those types of things that you're not alone. Like you you have something that you deal with all the time. You know, you know, pastors, you know what we deal with the most is criticism. Everybody's a critic, and everybody has an opinion. And that, that can be painful, um, criticism, if you don't know how to handle it, just like you. It can be very painful to be manipulated or to be used when you don't know how to handle it, and or you don't have some skills to get out from under it, right? Because people are going to do right. what they're going to do, right? What did, what did Taylor Swift say as we quote the famous Taylor Swift song, haters are going to hate, hate, hate. And that's true. There, people are going to sin, and sinners are going to sin, sin, sin. That wasn't her. If I was writing a song, that was what I would include. <laughs> and there, and we're often the target. And you know, I have to. We have to also admit that we too hurt people, and we make mistakes. We may have different motives, but even our mistakes and our sinfulness in the flesh, we also hurt people. And and so, with the gift of mercy, you are. You, with that gift of mercy, because of its, it's an automatic compassion, because you go beyond sympathy to empathy, because you feel pain with people, you don't just acknowledge it, you are susceptible to being taken advantage of. You are susceptible to being hurt by getting too close to a situation. You are susceptible to all sorts of the things that you're feeling. And I think that the first 
the very first thing that, that I would say to you is that it's okay to say no. It is, you are not a bad, say that again. I've been learning that, yeah. And, and it's okay. It, Jesus, there's actually, um, there's actually a passage of Scripture where it describes Jesus. He says, it says, I think it's in John's Gospel, it says, Jesus did not commit himself to people, to this group of people. Like, he said no to them, and, and he, he walked away. Uh, he says he didn't know, he, he, um, he didn't commit, I'm going to, of course, I'm, if I'm going to quote Taylor Swift's right, I'm going to quote, quote Jesus right. So let me, uh, it's more important to quote him. So let me look it up. I think it's John, um, it's John 2.24, and it says, in, in verse 23, it says, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name and they, when they saw the signs which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself to them, because he knew all men, and he had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. And basically what that's saying is, Jesus said no. Uh, he did not commit himself to this group of people. Uh, he, you could say that the picture is he walked away. And when people, now you and I don't have the advantage of Jesus, of course. And what I mean by that is we don't know the hearts of people. Um, we, I don't know. I don't know your heart. You don't know my heart. But we get glimpses of the heart, Jesus said, by the words that people say. Remember what he said? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we also get a, we also get a hint of people's hearts by their actions. And so when you're being guilt-tripped and manipulated and taken advantage of, you're getting an insight on someone's heart, and you're not a bad person if you, if you believe the answer that the appropriate answer is no. It's, you know, think of it this way. When you're, you and I are flying on an airplane, uh, we're instructed right before we take off that if we're sitting next to a child and the oxygen mask comes down, that we're to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first before the kids. Do you know, that, that seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? Like, I'm going to save the kids first. But the reality is, is if I'm not breathing... I can't help the I can't help the kids. Right. And and as you're l- learning how to navigate through a mean nasty world and as you're learning how to navigate even sometimes among mean nasty Christians you're learning how to put the mo- oxygen mask on first to be led by the Holy Spirit because I I can tell you some of the pain that you have felt has been self-inflicted. Now that's hard for you to hear perhaps yeah. but Sometimes we just get involved in stuff we shouldn't be involved in, and we brought it on ourselves. Uh, and and to learn how to discern that, to learn how to go through that, is the path that you're on. Um, and you're not a bad person because somebody took advantage of you, and you're not a bad person if you didn't learn how to say no. It's just those are the types of things that that you need to learn with that gift of mercy because you are naturally drawn to help people. That's how God made you and gifted you. So here's what I'm going to do. We're coming up on a break. I want you to chew on that for the minute or so that we have a, a breather break, and then come back with a follow-up question. Would you? Okay. Okay, so think about it for a minute and see, see what some of the things I shared might stir another question that we could clarify. So you're listening to Grace FM. Kevin, if you could put him on hold, that'd be great. And 
This is Calvary Live. Of course, you, some of you are listening on Hope FM. Some of you are listening on Truth FM. Some of you are listening on, on our app or on our website. Some of you are listening um, on an LP radio station, uh, California. I think we're on in Nevada, um, a couple other places. So thank you for joining us. Um, we're grateful that you're a part of the show. And we've got some heavy topics today, but so good, so good. Um, it is such an encouragement to know that the Lord is working in our midst and that he is helping us and he will help us. My name is Ed Taylor. We'll be back in just a few. This is Calvary Live, originating from Aurora, Colorado. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome to today's edition. We're in the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Uh, the show Calvary Live originates from here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, and is broadcast around the country, even around the world, through our app. And we're grateful for everyone listening in. It also gets podcasted around the world, and many people tune in uh, to catch a show. Go to your favorite streaming podcasting service, and you can search for Calvary Live, and you'll see the, the podcasted episode. So if you miss it at this time every day, Monday through Friday, you can always podcast it, and it podcasts every day all of the hosts. We have Pastor Jeff Figs. Uh, we have Pastor uh, Nate. Um, Nate fills in. Cody fills in. Um, we have the we have, who else fills in? Uh, Pastor Jason Vandeveer down in Parker, and of course Nick Cady. Um, he. Uh, he has a dedicated Monday, so um, great men of God that I get to serve with. Such an honor. And, and having a variety of men uh, host the show gives a variety of shows. There's a variety of different uh, personalities, so it's pretty cool. All right, let's go back to the lines. We had a great call um, that came in um, before we were talking about the gift of mercy so let me go back. His name is Dwayne. Dwayne from Fort Lupton. Welcome back. Hey, Dwayne, are you still with us? Oh, Dwayne's a dial tone. Okay, well, we answered the question, and any follow-up will be all right. Um, we're talking about depression and suicidal thoughts. And... If you're suicidal, listening to me right now, would you please ask for help? And even hearing that, you're like, I don't want any help. That's the whole point. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I, I, rec I, I acknowledge that. Like, it, it's so hard and so hurtful that you really don't want to be hurt again. But the depth of your discouragement right now, the depth of your depression can be alleviated away from suicide. It may not be fully dealt with, 
but it will definitely take your thoughts away from suicide if you talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be a professional counselor. It could be a friend. It could be your mom. It could be your dad, your grandmother. Maybe the circumstances. I can't talk to my mom and dad. They're the reason I'm so depressed. Well, talk to your grandmother. Talk to your youth leader. Talk to your teacher. Talk to your guidance counselor. Please talk to someone and just share. And talk in a way that share your heart, but like don't make it worse. Like, like I know you want to be delivered from the depth of the discouragement. Why am I so discouraged, the psalmist said. And let me give you some other practical things. Go to church. Go to, and, and so here's, I could already hear you saying, I don't want to be around people. Go to church and be around people. I'm not saying you have to talk to everybody, but be in a place where the Spirit of God is active and moving among believers. Like some, so people go to a bar, right? And I'm so depressed, I'm going to go to a bar. Jeez, alcohol is a depressant. Don't do that. Smoking pot, depressant. Don't do that. It's going to make it worse. You go, oh, no, Ed, it makes it better. I don't have to think about it. No, actually, it makes it worse. And you don't need to be in a bar. You don't need to be smoking pot with your friends in a basement somewhere. Be in a place of worship. And now I'm kind of talking to you like a dad, right? Or or as a, I mean, maybe some of you, I'm old enough to be your dad, but maybe as a pat, you have to receive it as a pastor. But like, don't don't go to places that are going to make it worse. I know many times I didn't want to be in church, but you know, I had to be there because I was the pastor and I was just so discouraged. I'd just sit there in the chair with my head down, crying the whole service. Then I'd wipe my eyes. I'd go up on the stage. I'd teach a Bible study. God would honor his word. And then I would just go back to my office uh, and wait for the service. I'd come out, sit there. I mean, I know, I get it. I don't want to, I didn't want to be there, but being there was so good. I was in an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit was ministering to me through the songs. The Holy Spirit was ministering to me through my tears. There would be times where I know people were probably nervous to do this, um, but they would come and put their hand on my shoulder. I'm like, yeah, I'm not alone. So be in church and then praise him. As bad as things are, there are things to thank God for. So praise him. That's what the psalmist says. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to be with him. I'm going to be near him and talk to somebody. If you need help, I've got some resources. I've got some links to Amazon books that you should get right away. And if you have a Kindle, you can like download it right away or an iPad with a Kindle app. And so email me, ed at edtaylor.org, and I'll send you those things. Dwayne is back, so uh, we want to follow up with the previous call with Dwayne. Okay, Dwayne, I'm sorry we dropped you, but uh, you're back. Did you have any follow-up at all? Well, um, after listening to what you've been saying, um, my one question would be right now at the top of my head, um, how could I better serve the Lord with this gift, hold off on the bitterness that kind of comes with it, um, well, there's a couple. Tested. There's a couple things. You know, in the body of Christ, a person with the gift of mercy is very people oriented. Um, I I don't know you very well, but I'm sure that you're a good listener, 
and that you're not just a good listener, but you are able to listen and respond kindly. Uh, when you express your care, I'm sure you express it where it's really felt by the other person. So places in the church that 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 the gift of mercy uh, plays, like in your you know just starting within the life of your church, hospital visits, uh, grief share counseling, uh, praying with people after services. You know, in our church, we um, have a prayer team that after the service, so many people respond to the Bible study that. I can't personally pray with everyone, so there's you know, 10, 15, 20 people up front to pray with others because a, a you know, gift of mercy, um, people really get into people's lives and they really care. Um, uh, the bitterness is a different issue because bitterness has everything to do with how you respond to hurt. Right. And it doesn't matter what you do in the church, what your giftings are, you're always going to be hurt. That's right. just the way it is. And... You know, bullies, you know, when I think of bullying, we kind of think, oh, it's only kids on the playground. But it's not only kids on the playground. Those kids on the playground grew up to be adults, and they still bully. Uh, and there's just people that deal with, you know, have to deal with that. And and so one of the things that we learned when we were kids as bullies is is we don't give any power to the bully. And that's, right. a, that's a skill you're going to have to learn. Like if they say some bad thing to you, you don't have to receive that word. You don't have to acknowledge it. You don't have to, you know, if, like, for for example, if a guy's punching you in the jaw, um, you don't have to keep getting punched. You can get out of the way. And and even if worse, you can protect yourself. Like, you go, people will say, but Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Look, he's talking about the matter of the heart. He's not talking about standing there and getting your snot beat out of you. Um, the only time that Jesus did that was at crucifixion. Many other times, he removed himself from danger. And, right. and so just practical common sense. So, so when you think of that, you know, you, it's okay for you to remove yourself from bullying. It's okay for you to stand up to the bullying if you need to. It's okay for you like to, to say, I'm just not going to acknowledge, I'm not going to allow this in my life. I don't receive it. You know, I'm, um, and depending on what the relationship is, it's, 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 it's learning how to, because you know how good you can be re- um, listening to people. I'm sure that you could use that same skill not to listen to people, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like if you called today and said, yeah, Ed, you're an idiot. I'm like, well, bro, I guess that's what you feel, but it's, I'm not going to take it. Like today I happen not to be an idiot. Um, maybe on another day I might have done something, but today, <laughs> like I'm not. So I wouldn't, so you would call and I'd go, okay, bro, and I'd say, Kevin, can you disconnect Dwayne? Uh, I'm not going to receive that. Um, and, and I'd go on with my day. I just, that's why we don't let people on the air to use this show for their own purposes. We just don't do that. We protect the audience. And and you have permission to protect yourself. I receive that. Good, because you do. Thank you. It was a great question. I I think it's connected with people listening. So I appreciate you being vulnerable with that because I, especially the bullying part, because that's a, that's a difficult thing to share, but there are still like really major nasty bullies that are adults. Yeah. And I'm sorry that, you know, mercy, the, the other thing about people with the gift of mercy, they're, they're more in touch with, the sen- with their sensitive side, if you will. And, mm-hmm. and it hurts more, you know, yeah. it, it just hurts more. 
Yeah. All right. God bless you, my brother. Thank you, brother. I'll let you go. Okay, bye-bye. That's a great call, um, a, a great insight, great freedom uh, that God wants to give us. Because we all, you know, uh, we, maybe not to the extent that Dwayne faces it, but, I mean, geez, people are always trying to bully and get their way in this world. That's how the world works, and Christians do the same thing sometimes. And like, no, man, no, no. I don't accept that. I don't receive that. The answer is no. Um, like if you, if there was really something that the Lord sent you to say, you would say it in love. And you would say it to build relationship. You would say it to reconcile. I remember receiving an email saying uh, something like, oh, you know, Pastor Ed, I know that you uh, lost your son and it must be a hard time. And then the rest of the email was, you're a horrible person, you're a wicked person, you're horrible, blah, on and on and on. I'm like, no, man, that wasn't from the Lord. I don't receive it. Don't care. Don't receive it. I won't receive it. Um, let me give you something to, to consider biblically. Uh, now that I think it through, because you're like, what? You should read all those. No, I shouldn't. No way. I don't receive it. That person was not sent from the Lord. Um, and I don't take it in. I'm not going to let that person defile me. Um, they're obviously in sin and bitter, and I'm not going to let it happen. And you go, well, Ed, well, tell me, tell, you know, what gives you, what biblical precedent would you use for that? Well, I'll give you a couple. I mean, I'll give you one, but there's many. <clears throat> and that is, Heavenly, something that's from God and something that's not from God can be pretty evident. And so somebody emailing me and saying, and somebody that knows me and saying, oh, I know it must be a hard day for you, but let me tell you how much I hate you and how much you're a jerk and you're a horrible person. And <laughs> come on, man, no way. That, that is not from the Lord. You go, Ed, how can you tell? Well, James gives us insight. <clears throat> Excuse me. He gives us insight of the difference between heavenly wisdom and demonic wisdom. And that email and that family is just filled with demonic wisdom. And until they repent, it, it's not going to, there, there, there will be no reconciliation. Without repentance, there's no reconciliation. Um, it's just, and, and their stuff, I just continue to forgive, right? You, forgiveness is like a clap. You do it and it's done. Reconciliation requires repentance. At any rate, here's what the Bible says. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, don't boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing will be there. But the wisdom that's from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. It's, it's pretty clear to see when something's from the Lord and when it's not. Where meekness and humility is part of the package. And the Bible already tells us that bitterness defiles people. And we don't have to be defiled. There's, there's, no, there's no mandate in the Bible for us to be defiled. There's no mandate in the Bible for us to be presenting ourselves to people to be hurt by them. We're to present ourselves to God as living sacrifices. You know that, right? We're to present ourselves to God. And if he allows pain in our lives then we accept it from God. But there's no need for us to 
tempt God and to provide ourselves temptation with the defilement, we can remove ourselves from that. One of the ways that's been described is creating boundaries. There's nothing wrong with creating boundaries. God created a boundary. One of the boundaries was when a man and a woman get married, they leave their mom and dad and they cleave to their spouse. That's a boundary. There is a new relationship in that marriage. And one of the biggest difficulties in marriages is is that the in-laws don't stay out of the marriage. I've seen that firsthand, and it's disastrous. The in-laws continue to treat their daughter like she's not married. And sometimes it's the dad, sometimes it's the mom, sometimes it's both of them. And uh, we need to honor the boundaries. Sometimes parents will get closer to the kids than they do to each other. That's a boundary. The marriage came first. So at any rate, good stuff today. And I love, Dwayne, I'm proud of you, Dwayne. If you're still listening, I'm proud of you. I honor you in Jesus' name that you were brave enough to share a part of your life being vulnerable with us because I know it ministered to many. All right, Talila, Talila, Talila in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Pastor. You're welcome. Did I say your name right? He even put it, spelled it for me. Did I say it right? Talia. Talia. Yeah, that's even better. You sound. It sounds better coming from you. <laughs> Tell me Thank what's you. going on. Oh, Pastor, I feel like I'm pressed. I want to prayer for myself. I feel like I'm pressed from every side. I went from from one sickness to another, to being hospitalized, to um, marriage on the rocks, from just everything, job, you know, financially. So I feel like I'm being pressed from every side. And right now I'm just feeling very tired, mm. very, very tired and worn out to where yes. sometimes I feel like you know, I want to give up. But something keeps saying, don't give, you know, there's something inside of me that just keeps going, but I'm just tired and worn out. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm sorry about that. I mean, sometimes we, we get, you know, I, I think of Job, you remember in the book of Job, how uh, these great, huge things happened to him. One, like almost when he was getting a breath and hearing one thing, another messenger came and another messenger came and I think of Paul, you know, when I think, I hear you describe your life, um, I think of, let me look it up here. He used the phrase hard-pressed. Um, it's actually, he used it twice. It's uh, in Second Corinthians, he says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. Uh, and then he also used the phrase, he said, for I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Um, but then he says, you know, it's more needful for me to stay here with you. And and you're just in one of those seasons. Um, you know, I, one of the things I learned when I moved to Colorado is I learned to appreciate seasons because I lived in California. You know, I was born and raised in Southern California, and we had two seasons. Uh, we had sunny and nice, and the second season was sunny, nice, and rainy sometimes. Um, but for the most part, the weather was just amazing there. And when I got to Colorado... Um, I was introduced to real seasons, how, how you know, there's, there's summertime that we're in right now, 
and then summertime's going to wind down into the fall, and then fall's going to wind down into the winter, and then winter's going to go out with a bang because the springtime's coming. And one of the things we forget in these difficult times is that it's just a season. And it might be a longer season, but it's just a season. And one of the things I'm reminded of uh, that helped me, that helps me, uh, is that um, let me let me see if I can find it. Um, I think Paul will use the word that uh, the 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 things here. It's Romans chapter eight, verse eighteen. Uh, let me read it to you in the New Living. It says, <clears throat> "Yet what we suffer now," he says, "Yet what we suffer now." is nothing compared to the glory he will give us later. And in the New King James, it says, uh, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And, you know, you've made it this far. And I, I see, can I mention what you mentioned to the, um, to the call screener? Yes. Uh, he had mentioned uh, in his note to me that you've thought about suicide at various times. Yeah. And you know, that's a deep place to be. And it's a, a place, when suicidal thoughts come, we know we know that they all are rooted to the same type of feelings. One is hopelessness. You know, when you when you start to assess your situation, when you start to look to the left and to the right and you see no hope, then no hope just feeds more no hope. And and suicide, you know, taking our own life is a permanent solution to a very temporary problem because, you know, you're not there now. You, God delivered you from that dark time. You're not there now. I can say that. You know why I know? Because you called me. And yeah. you're talking it out. And so you're not there. And so that's just to prove to you that things will get better. Things do get better. You're, you're, you, it won't always be so hopeless. But I'm sorry for being in that dark pit because, you know, what happens is you just kind of try to figure a way out and then you can't. There's no way out. And exactly. that's only... But here's the problem. So, okay, so here's the problem since you're tracking with me. The problem is, is that when we think of a way out, we don't know everything. And our head's right. all jacked up. We don't know everything. So let's say it's a bill to pay. And I look at my bank account and it says minus $300 and my bill is $600. And so we're just like, man, I, that, I can do the math. I'm not an idiot. I don't have enough. I'm, I'm 900 bucks short of paying my rent. And, but what we don't know is what God knows. So, so we think, well, if I don't pay my rent, I'll get kicked out. Well, what we don't know is God wants us kicked out. He wants us in another place. We don't want to be in another place. And so we're all sad and we're upset and we're like, oh, or we don't know that there's an insurance check coming. We don't know where it is and we have no idea. And because, we, because we're trying to make a, a life and death decision with limited knowledge, we just know that's not the right decision. I mean, we know biblically it's not the right decision, but when we're caught up in all our feelings, we need to remember we don't know everything. Exactly, and, and I keep I keep praying. You know, I'm in church, and I'm constantly praying and constantly asking the Lord to show me. You know, where is it that you know that I keep? Why do I keep feeling the way that I'm feeling? Because I know that Your Word is true, but at the same time, I guess with the sickness and everything coming against me at one time, it just feels so frustrating and overwhelming. Yes, 
no, that's a great observation that you just said. It feels so frustrating. And partly because we can, we, we want our life to be different. Like, okay, okay. So one of the pain points in my life is I wish my son wouldn't have died. And part of the grieving process, you know, because that's part of what you're feeling right now. You're grieving the loss of things. You're grieving the loss of your health. You're grieving the loss. Like grief is a big part of our lives. It's not just losing a loved one. And, you know, part of the grieving process is we start, we're angry with God. It's a part of it. It it comes different ways, but we come angry. And, but, but then, but then it, it, then we get to a place with what's called bargaining and we start to rationalize, okay, this is my life. And then the final part of grieving is that we, we come to accept our lives. And, you know, it was, and I'm going to say this, um, not like for people that are grieving, don't misunderstand me, but it was, it's easier for me to accept the loss of my son because he's not coming back. He's in the presence of the Lord and he's not coming back. And I don't, I don't know in a better way to say it than easy. However, it's still painful, but coming to terms with the, this is the will of God for my life. And I want to use this in my life. I want to use this point of loss to encourage others, to strengthen others, to help others. That's the path that God has you on right now. That you're, he's going to use your sickness and he's going to use your difficulties. I know we don't want, like, part of us is like, well, can he use someone else or use something else? No, this is your life. And it's a good life as much as it's a painful life. And I think you just need to hear that today. I did, Pastor. Thank you so much. Let me pray for you before the show ends. Okay. Father, I pray for my sister that there would be life-giving words in her heart. I pray that you would relieve, God, some of the pressure she's feeling. I mean, even Paul cried out to have the thorn removed. And so I pray that you would give her some relief, that you would teach her what a moment-by-moment relationship with you is all about, and that you would help her day-by-day live out this sense of purpose and power. And that you would show her you more of yourself. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so here's the thing: are you are you mobile? Can you drive? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, so I've got a book I want to give you as a gift, but I want you to come pick it up. Okay. So I will put your name on it. I'll actually I'll ask my assistant to put your name on it. We'll put it at the front desk, and that you could come in anytime Monday through Friday while the office is open, like 9 to 5 or something like that, and it'll be waiting there for you with your name on it. Okay. Sounds good, Pastor. Thank you. And here's the resource. This is what I want you to expect. Because when you're in, let's say you're you're singing a song at church, okay? Put yourself in church. Were you in church Sunday? I was, yes. Did you sing any song that was being played that day? I did not. I didn't. Okay, but you were sitting in the room. I was sitting there, yeah. Okay, so were you choosing to focus on yourself while you were sitting there, or were you choosing to look to God while you're sitting there? And it's okay to be honest. Just tell me straight up. I think I was more so. I was listening to what the pastor was preaching, and I think it was. It felt like it was such a word for me Good. that I was just 
so in tune to what he was saying. And at okay, the good. same time, though, I was just, like, crying. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so that helps yeah. my that helps my illustration, what you just described. So I want you, to, I just want to show you that when you are living moment by moment, abiding in Christ, and even receiving his word, you don't have suicidal thoughts. That's how powerful the presence of Jesus Christ is in your life. And and the, the good news is that you have far less suicidal thoughts when your mind is stayed on him. And that's what we're fighting for, your mind staying on him. Because you're going to be hurt, you're going to, you know, eventually we're all going to die of our last sickness. We all know that. Right. And we're all like we're all broken we're all born with broken bodies and we all have we all have trials. We all have troubles. Like sparks fly out, the Bible says. But yeah. when we learn how to adapt ourselves, abiding in Christ moment by moment, he floods our mind with hope and strength and help and direction. And you experience that. You experience that during this call. You experienced it when you were at church. And if you can learn to train yourself to live in the moment. Abide, that's really what abiding in Christ means. Sister, there is great things ahead for you. So I'll put a book out um, on the front desk with your name on it, okay? Okay, thank you All so right. much, Pastor. You're welcome. You hear the, you hear the music. <clears throat> Sorry, time's caught up with us. God bless you guys. Appreciate being a small part of the big work of God in your life. Come to church, calvaryco.church. More information. Come on out and join us this weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.